What's going on, FA Nation? John Abemba here with James Grande. Welcome into the NFL DFS podcast and live stream recording here for week 17. James filling in for Howard Bender here this week on vacation, but uh, you and I have done a handful of these NFL DFS podcasts already uh, this season. This is a pretty big slate here. 13 games, no Saturday games this week, no teams on by. We have the final Thursday night football game of the season happening tonight. We're recording here on Thursday with the Cowboys and the Titans. Uh, we have the final Monday night football game of the season here uh, on the slate, you know, you know, coming up this weekend as well. So uh, next week we have nothing but Sunday football on the main slate. So that will be the largest slate of the season, but just 13 games here and some pretty interesting matchups. Yeah, some pretty interesting matchups. Um, thankfully, Dallas, Tennessee, not on the main slate because that is not one of them. Right. <laughs> it's not a, one of the interesting matchups. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in part of the year where teams are going to be resting, i.e. Tennessee. We're going to see teams that there, there's a lot of meaningful football to be played, too. Like, there's still – it feels like this year more than years past. Yeah. Divisions aren't locked up and wild yeah, cards aren't wild locked card, up. Man, changing, yep. changing things. So. Yeah, so a lot of relevant football to be played. So um, we're still going to get teams giving it their all and, and um, a lot of their – a lot of those starters still on the field. So – Ready to go, 13 games. Uh, Bart Scott can't wait um, here, John. All right, let's get into it. A quarterback position here. Um, Patrick Mahomes, your top price play is at home against Denver. Uh, Jalen Hurts is pushing to play, but uh, still uncertain and probably unlikely to suit up against New Orleans. Justin Fields on the road here against Detroit. Justin Herbert uh, at home against the Rams is your top four QBs. Uh, Tua, as we know, is in concussion protocol, probably not going to play uh, against New England. Uh, if yep. I'm you know, ranking these quarterbacks here, uh, you know, assuming that Hurts is active, I'll, I'll go with here, for at least for now. Um, I think I'd go Fields still number one, uh, Hurts mm. two, Mahomes three, Herbert four. Yeah, I mean, I think Fields has as much upside as everyone else. I think it's hard to, you know build a lineup without Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, you know, in, ter- in like cash. I don't know. Um, Mahomes for sure cash games. Mahomes and cash. I worry. Just... About, I just worry about the arm with Hurts because he, if he's pushing to play, like if he's not 100% and he's dealing with the sprained shoulder, like what does that, what does that look like for him, right? Like, well, does that, was that, was that, it was that part of the week 15, 17 carry you know, Jalen Hurts, like, I know he still threw 37 times, yeah. but like, was the sprain, was the sprain during that game where like they forced it to, to the ground? And I mean, there's potentially no Miles Sanders as well who didn't sure. practice. So could Jalen Hurts, if he plays, throw it 25 times and have three rushing touchdowns again, you know? Yeah. I, I feel, I, I worry about guys coming off an injury like that. That's the fair. Only reason I have That's him, fair. have him ranked where he is. Um, you know, with Fields, you look at it and you're worried more about his pass catchers, but. Uh, this is a matchup where he's in Detroit. He's inside. We saw him against, uh, sorry, in Detroit. He's, we saw him against Detroit a few weeks back. He had 147 rushing yards in that game here. Uh, much like Jalen Hurts, right? He, he can beat you with his legs. Doesn't need to do it with his arm. Um, you know, maybe maybe Claypool suits up. I know we'll have Komet active for him in this game. So, uh, and he has a dual running back threat there. Montgomery and Herbert are both back behind him. So. I do like Fields, especially being inside against this Detroit Lions defense. 
Yeah, big biggest total on the board too. Only one over 50, 52 and a half. I think that's risen too. I think that's being bet up. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's the best game environment on the board. This was no, it was the Seattle Detroit. We've seen Detroit in like yeah. a multitude of slate breaking. Yeah, Seattle million. Detroit was a stack that won everything. So yeah, and this could be and this could be. I mean, we saw Detroit's defense look horrible against the run just last week. Carolina ran ten yards rushing a lot at halftime. Yeah, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, De- Deonta Foreman just tore them up. Um, even Rashe- Raheem Blackshear got in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, yeah, it's hard not to like Justin Fields, hard not to like Mahomes. And, I, I mean, I'm with you on the Hurts thing. It's just if he plays, they're, again, they win one more game, they win the division. So, like, they're still playing meaningful football as well. Um, so, probably because of shoulder injury, not many people get there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think people will be a little bit weary. Good contrarian play if he's active, because, again, I'm yep. not sure people will go there. Uh, in the mid-tier here, uh, I like Tom Brady. I know a lot of people are going to be upset with that uh, with that idea because <laughs> he hasn't been very good. But he's been very good at home this season. If you look at his home road splits, eight home games this season, he's averaging 20 fantasy points. He's got 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got a 68% completion percentage. this is nothing new last season tom brady much better at home than on the road as well so uh, i know they're going up against carolina i know carolina upset tampa bay at home a few weeks back um you know but again on the road that was also the game where mike evans dropped the wide open like 70 yard touchdown that was going to be thrown to him there just hit his hands dropped it he was wide open there down the middle of the field probably would have made everybody's days look a little better in that matchup there had they been able to haul that one in um but I think people are going to continue to shy away from Tom Brady because of the fact that he's largely the perception of him has been unimpressive. But when I wrote up the quarterback coach in week 15 against Cincinnati, I pointed out the home road splits. What did Tom Brady go do? 23 fantasy points. He's 4% rostered at $5,500. He's $6,100, a little bit more expensive here, but again, home against Carolina, I'm willing to go there with Tom Brady. Yeah. And I think, you're you're right about the contrarian side of things because when you just go a couple hundred dollars below, you have likely chalk of the slate Jared Goff at fifty six yep. and Daniel Jones at fifty seven in a in a pretty good spot against Indiana. Um, just, a lot of people Gardner, play Gardner Minshew if Hurts is out and Gardner Minshew fifty five. Like you have three guys right there that save you a bunch of money that allow you to spend up at the skill positions. Um, so I don't think many people get to Brady. I I don't think it hurts Tom Brady that J.C. Horn is out for the year as well. I right. mean, he's an elite defensive player. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't hate Brady at home. Um, he's clearly been pretty good in, in warm weather. No J.C. Horn's a big deal. So I, I agree on Brady. We know where everyone else is going. We know it's Jones, Goff, and Minshew. Yeah, and honestly, Jones probably the more contrarian of that group. Yeah, uh, because of the matchup against the Colts here. But yeah, Go- Goff at home is another one. Wild splits. Uh, at home this season, he's averaging 23 fantasy points. On the road, he's averaging 13. Uh, yep. So a guy that loves that indoor home cooking. Uh, and he's going up against Detroit. Uh, you know, again, going up against Chicago, rather. In that game against Chicago, again, wasn't his best performance. Uh, 236 yards and a score, just 14 fantasy points there. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown had a monster day. He had a 10 for like 120. So uh, we'll touch upon him when we get to the wide receivers. He's lo- I-, I think he'll be like 40% rostered in- on probably. the slate, um, just given the matchup. So um, and-, and Aaron Rodgers is another one, probably a contrarian play here. Christian Watson looking unlikely to suit up 
Um, but Minnesota's pass defense has been absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in the quarterback coach that I did, I listed off the guys that have thrown for over 300 yards against uh, the Minnesota Vikings over the last like six weeks. It was Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, uh, um, uh, it was a Mike White, and uh, uh, there was some other scr- uh, Jared Goff. All of all whoa, four whoa, of those. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What were you about to say? Well, were you, finish that sentence, John. Some other what? Scrub. Don't you dare. Some other put Daniel Jones. Don't you dare put Daniel Jones in that category. Don't well, from dare. in terms of passing production this year, those guys. Well, you know, and Jared Goff is to, to, to be fair has been a lot better throwing the football this season. Uh, so to give him a little bit of his flowers, mostly again at home, but 330 yards allowed to by Minnesota to Jared Goff. Uh, Daniel Jones threw for 330 yards. Mac Jones threw for 380. Mike White threw for 360. So like, like guys are throwing all over. Right. This Minnesota Vikings defense right. here. Um, again, I don't think anyone's going to play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and again, nope. for good reason. He has not been very good this year. 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, just 3,300 yards. Uh, his season high in uh, production here, um, 20 fantasy points. He only had over 19 twice. In week one against Minnesota, he only had five fantasy points. So, uh, again, not anyone's going to go here, but if you want to be different, if you're making a bunch of lineups, like Romeo Dubs is pretty free this week. Yep. Alan Lazard. And it is a matchup where, like, every quarterback going up against Minnesota that's not named Matt Ryan uh, has gone out there and put up big production recently. So um, And dinged up Aaron Jones a little. I mean, I know Aaron yeah. Jones was practicing on Wednesday, but the sprain, they, like, wish we would have known it prior to Week 16, but he – they were like limiting him with the ankle that he sprained like during practice, so just something else to consider yeah, for Rodgers. One hundred percent here. Uh, would you would you venture Jared Stidham at all as a min price <laughs> no, uh, no. quarterback here? Forty one hundred bucks starting at quarterback against the Forty ers Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him. Um, <laughs> I'm happy that he's getting the chance to play here. Uh, I'm not going to be playing him against okay. the 49ers. No. Okay. Uh, let's go to the running back again. I, I'm not glossing over the five K quarterbacks. They're all in play. Gardner Minshew. If he starts just against the Saints, amazing yep. spot at home. It looked really great last week against Dallas. And then, of course, uh, Jared Goff in just a, a crushed spot at home as well. So, chalk plays, both of them can put them in your lineup. Some mid-tier contrarian guys and your top uh, price plays will be there for cash games as well. Uh, at the running back position, both CMC and Eckler listed with questionable designations. But they've kind of been limited a lot this season during the midweek. Yep. You know, McCaffrey's All dealing with long. that knee. Uh, same thing with Eckler, but uh, they'll both be good to go here. Uh, I would assume come Sunday. Eckler's was an Eckler's was an estimate too, so it wasn't yeah. even. They did walk. I'm pretty sure walkthroughs mostly around the NFL on Tuesday, so yeah. um, they could you could do whatever you want on those estimated practice reports. Yeah. So again, I, I think we're uh, I think we're pretty okay there uh, with the any of these top price guys. Maybe the one I'd fade again is Josh Jacobs against yep. the 49ers. Not too keen on Nick Chubb there against against Washington. Uh, always just kind of a contrarian play uh, this season if you want to go there. But the top two guys are clear. Um, what's your take on Saquon Barkley, though? Are, are you paying the 8K for Barkley against the Colts? I mean, if you can. It's, you know, even in a game where he only has 14 carries, he has 10 targets. And I think uh, we're seeing Daniel Jones get him involved in the passing game more. It's something they said they wanted to do early on, and they didn't. But 18 targets in the last two games, so... Um, Throw it out to, like, the the meme is, like, throw it. DeAndre's down there somewhere, right? Instead, for the Giants, it's Saquon's in the flat somewhere. Right. So, um, 
yeah, I, I would play Saquon. It's not the best spot in the world, but um, I think it's viable. I, I really like the the tier below. Like if James Conner clears this illness, seventy two hundred still getting all the volume. Yeah. Um, and Colt McCoy now back at quarterback. And Colt McCoy back at quarterback. Uh, five plus targets in four of his last five and in three straight. He plays like 99% of the snaps. Yeah, they don't have anybody else. Yeah. They have no one else. Love that. Um, love Dalvin. Green Bay can't stop a nosebleed. Um, Dalvin just stops himself by fumbling. That's yes. the only thing that like Dalvin, he needs to not lose fumbles. Um, and then chalk of the week. Drum roll, please. Cam Akers, right? Everyone everyone plays Cam Akers at 61 against the Chargers. So I think everybody just plugs in the two running backs right there. Travis Etienne gets Houston. Yep. And, and Cam, Cam Akers gets the Chargers. Yeah, you're, yeah you're and, that, and that allows you to play fields, right? That's yeah. like your build. Like you play fields and then you play those two running backs and you're yeah. like still comfortable. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's going to be a pretty popular play uh, this week in this range for sure. Um, obviously if Aaron Jones doesn't suit up, AJ Dillon's at $5,800. He'll be pretty popular. People will still be chasing Jarek McKinnon. I mean, the guy last week still found the end zone, uh, wasn't as explosive obviously as the two weeks prior. Um, yeah, but against Denver in week 14, he had the 112 and two scores on the receiving game. Uh, one of those was that 56 yard flip that, uh, Mahomes was basically going out of bounds. And it was like, (laughs) wait a minute, Jarek McKinnon's right there. And took it to the house. So, um, you know, 6K, I think people will still be kind of following that spot there for him as well. Um, a, de- a decent opportunity. After that, though, like, again, I don't really love a lot of what's below that, like, 6K range. Uh, Lenny Fournette's still getting a lot of volume in terms of uh, passing down work. Had 10 targets, 9 catches there, 20 carries for 72 yards. He himself came out, though, admitted he's dealing with a Liz Frank injury that he's yep. playing through. And so. then deleted it. Did you see that? He, he then... He reneged and deleted the tweet immediately following. Yeah. I think Tampa, someone on the PR team was like, Lenny, nobody knows about the Liz Frank. Please delete that. Because they're about to be uh, fined for not listing him on the injury report. Yep, I think, yep, yep, yep. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, but, I mean, like, you, you, we talked about it, too. Looking at him run against uh, Arizona last week, like, when he was out in the open field, like, he, he's running like a hurt man. Right? Like, yep. he doesn't have that typical, like, bulldoze explosive. No, no juice. Has. No yeah. juice. Uh, but still, 20 carries and 10 targets, 25 fantasy points in PPR. Um, you know, Fournette, if you like Tampa Bay, you can play him with Tom Brady. A lot of people are always like, you can't stack the quarterback and the running back together. Well, you can't when the running back's getting 10 targets. Like, yep. it's an extension Correct. of the passing game here. So, um, I, I do like both of those guys. And I think you can play Tyler Algier at $5,300. Um yeah, he's the clear cut. He's the clear cut number one option. Yeah, in he's out touching Patterson now, getting more snaps. 17 for 139, 18 for 74. Um, good spot here against Arizona. So um, I, li- I like Algier as well. What are your What's your take on DeAndre Swift if Jamal Williams doesn't play? I mean, it's just hard to... We understand the talent of DeAndre Swift. We understand what he can be, what he was last year. He was a league winner last year. He's just not that guy this year, pal. He's, I'm, he's <laughs> not that guy, right? Like, I... I Justin Jackson was getting reps in front of with Jamal Williams hurt. So like, I don't know, like you can in tournaments, it's just not safe. Like he's going to be involved in the passing game, but we haven't seen the explosive passing game play. Like um, earlier this year, week one, there's a 25 yard catch. There's a 22 yard catch. 
last three weeks, 13, 8, 15 is a long. He just doesn't look as explosive, and they're just not using him as much. So, like, you can use him. I think he's fine. Um, another guy I would use for $100 cheaper, depending on the Antonio Gibson status, because he didn't practice Wednesday. He's been dealing with knee and foot. Cleveland is not good against the run. No. And Brian Robinson runs a lot. Um, and if there's no – we saw Jonathan Williams get carries last year. Like, even in a game that they lost by 17 points, Brian Robinson had 22 carries. Yeah. And I know he's not, like, heavily involved in the passing game. No, he's had nine um, catches in 11 games. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's just – he's in, he's a zero there. Um, but if we get a 21-96 and a score, or like he had against Atlanta where he gets 18-105 – Cleveland's allowed the six most rushing yards this year. They've allowed 15 touchdowns this year, which is the third most. Yep. Um, and they do allow a lot of receptions in the passing game. So it's there. If there's no Antonio Gibson, that part of the game could be there for Brian Robinson. So I, so. I just plugged in again. We're going to be building a lineup like we do at the end of this podcast every week. Um, I plugged in, before you even mentioned Brian Robinson, I plugged in Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and Brian Robinson in my flex. I mean, um, he's a good he's a good play. This is, dude. this is the this was a spot to use him. Plus, you know, we didn't mention Carson Wentz. I I, you, I think you could probably play Carson Wentz if you wanted to at quarterback this week um, against could. Cleveland again. The way to beat Cleveland has been to run the football, not necessarily throw the football. And Carson's fifty one. When we talked about Minshew and those guys, in like fifty five, a better spot to do. But right. Carson at least can push the ball downfield a little bit Correct. more. And that Correct. creates red zone opportunities maybe for Brian Robinson there. Yep. So um, I, I do like Brian Robinson a lot at that low 5K range. Does Mike White come back, help Zonovan Knight regain any form here? $5,100 against Seattle. Maybe. It it just doesn't – I don't know if it just feels like a spot that we need to go there because I think we've seen it and we saw it against Jacksonville with them trailing, they go to Michael Carter. And yeah. Michael Carter was involved in the passing game. And I will that be the case here? I don't know. I mean, Seattle's super banged up. They didn't have Kenneth Walker practice. They didn't have Tyler Lockett after like his miraculous recovery. Like yeah. get surgery last week, was catching passes without pain, um, yeah. but didn't practice. So like if Seattle's without those guys, maybe it's a, a better game environment for night and we see a lot of carries, but I don't know if it's a situation we really need to. Sure. Yeah, I just look at the to. three games quarterback from Mike White. He went 14 for 69. He went 15 for 90 and 17 for 71. Mike White gets hurt. Zach Wilson goes back under center, and teams are like, sure. yeah, Zach Wilson, try to throw on us. We'll just stop <laughs> the run here. Uh, right. Detroit and Jacksonville shut down Zonovan Knight. So I think he's going to be a contrarian play this week. Okay. Uh, potentially for tournaments. Again, not a core lineup play. Do not put him in your core lineup. But if you're making a few lineups out there and you want to pivot off of a Brian Robinson, who I do think will be pretty popular this week, um, or an Algier, who I like, uh, I think Zonovan Knight maybe has a little juice there. I think I think there could be another value, too, depending on the Miles Sanders status, who yeah. did, no, did not participate with a knee injury. Yeah, are we going Gainwell or Boston Scott? Trey Sermon. Nah, uh, yeah, I think, I mean... <laughs> Gainwell has been getting more snaps lately, and he's just been more involved in the rushing game this year. But I think you could. We've seen weird things though, where yeah, a backup a guy goes down, and Scott's actually the backup running back, running back, and Gainwell's like the change of face guy. And then all of a sudden, yep, you know, Sanders goes out, and it's actually Scott that gets the work. So, 
Um, and you, I think both on Sermon though didn't Sermon get some touches uh, a couple? He times? has two. He has two carries. Two, two carries, carries okay. this year. I, I guess yeah. I lied on that one. I thought I thought there was a point where he actually got in on a Sanders game, but um, yeah, both of those guys would be interesting. Good news for my uh, FSGA team because they do have Boston Scott on that roster. <laughs> so, uh, if he can find his way to some touches there, he actually he actually scored for that's a best ball team. He actually the points actually counted the week he just scored a touchdown against the Giants. He had 10 fantasy points that week, rushing touchdown. So all he does is score against the Giants. So week 18, week 18, when they have the division clinched up and you're playing DFS, you better have Boston, Boston Scott in I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, Chuba Hubbard, any interest? He's been really game? good. Just again, he's just like he's as and he, like there's been weeks where he, like back to back weeks he had three targets. 12 carries. He's still beyond uh, behind Deonta Foreman by a considerable margin. Foreman just 20 carries yeah. weekly. Um, but as long as he has the big play, I mean, 35 yards, 35, I mean, 10 yards a carry, not sustainable. Um, I think against Tampa, I also think it's more likely Foreman's in on the goal line. Foreman has five touchdowns, you know, so yeah. you can play Chuba Hubbard. I, I still think Foreman's the alpha in that offense. All right, let's go to wide receiver here. Guys at the top, we got Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams. Uh, kind of all in either tough matchups or quarterback uh, issues you, there. You play Jefferson of the three. I, I don't think you, you could play Adams with Stidham. Super yeah. contrarian, super contrarian we, I mean, play. week one, Jefferson went in for 9-184 and two scores against Green Bay, so... That's week one? I thought that was week one through 16. Yeah, that sounds, close. That's not, <laughs> close. Uh, you, dude, you can play Jefferson against and in any spot i mean you could play like any of these guys the tyree kill one's interesting because the patriots are yesterday missing three of their starting quarterbacks marcus jones jack jones and david and uh jalen mills all were out of practice yesterday so yeah and and hill had 177 with 12 receptions with teddy bridgewater week six yeah minnesota by the way just throwing Obviously, that out there. Yeah. Just... <laughs> another, another quarterback that just you know lights up minnesota. was that it bridgewater did bridgewater bridgewater had 300 yards against minnesota I don't know, but probably wouldn't shock me. I think he did. I, I think Bridgewater had 300 against Minnesota. It would not shock me if that was a Bridgewater game. It probably makes sense. Uh, week six against Minnesota, 329 yards. Again, another trash quarterback throwing for 100 <laughs> or 300 yards against Minnesota. Shout out Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. He's going to do it. But you know what? If you don't want to invest in Aaron Rodgers, definitely play one of the receivers this week. Right? Right. Like, I agree. Uh, it probably Romeo Dubs. I think he's like under 5K. Uh, so, yes, any of those guys are good to go at the top. Except for Devontae Adams, you're not going to play Devontae Adams. Play Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Kill, we're good. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Like I said, I think he's the highest rostered wide receiver on the board this week. Um, I think he'll be 30, 30%, 40%. Just he, against his matchup already on the road, he went for 119 yards on 10 catches. Yep. Um, just absolute stud uh, week in, week out. Good price at $7,800 for sure. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, after being pretty much yep. off my board, on my board now with, with Colt McCoy <laughs> uh, here. So I, I don't mind Hopkins. Again, I don't think anyone's going to play him because you can play St. Brown for $100 more. But uh, I feel a lot better with him, with uh, uh, Colt McCoy at QB. Uh, I mean, he had one catch on 10 targets last week. That's yep. I mean, pretty, good. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. One catch, 10 yeah, targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mid-tier guys, Devonta Smith's good, even with Gardner. AJ Brown's good with Gardner Minshew. Like, both of those guys yep. are, are going to be fine. Um, Keenan Allen's, Allen's a good. machine. A machine. Yeah. Machine right now. Yeah. Guys, guys, uh, just an animal uh, when it comes to catching. I mean, him. Herbert literally just stares at him. Like, when you watch that, they just stare. Like, 
I know Mike Williams is there and he chucks the ball down the field to Mike Williams. Keenan Allen, they lock eyes immediately as the ball snap. Mm -hmm. Every snap. Yep. No arguments here. Um, Metcalf's going to get the sauce treatment, so we probably don't go Metcalf this week. Would you play Lockett if he plays? Yeah. Because, like, again, if he's he playing, has, I assume he's good to go. He, they have, like, this is, like, unheard of. Has surgery on the hand and is catching passes a week later. I mean, he didn't practice, but Pete Carroll is, like, out here saying, yeah, he was catching passes. He wasn't wincing yeah. when he was catching passes. Here's, like, the um, weird and, thing, right? Lockett was listed as a non-participant in the walkthrough practice. And then the analysis, Pete Carroll told Bon Condon of the Seattle Times earlier yep. Wednesday, Lockett did everything in the team's walkthrough and looked great. Yep. Yep. So when, well, what, was, walk, what walkthrough was that? Was that the Tuesday walkthrough? Or was that so he, so it was Wednesday morning. He was catching, the re, initial report came out that he was catching passes and was like doing stuff in the walkthrough. And yep. then the late report on third, on Wednesday was like, hey, by the way, didn't practice. <laughs> so I think maybe there was, they were probably maybe testing him out on the side sure. with the passes and stuff. Because the report was like he was catching passes and throwing the football with his broken hand, yeah, surg- surgically repaired hand, and there was no wincing or anything. Like he was just normal, which mm-hmm. is again just that's recovery. Russell Wilson, Wolverine blood recovery yeah. stuff. Um, but if he plays, you're right. Metcalf's getting sauce. Lockett is going to run around. That's you know. Yeah. Uh, they wrote I, me I, off. I ain't right back though. Gino to Lockett all day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like Godwin and Evans. Good prices, 68 65. Again, I, I like Tom Brady better at home. Godwin. Godwin's actually got even home road splits this season. Uh, Evans, 15 fantasy points at home, 10 away. Um, yeah, not many touchdowns, but he's on pace for, once again, over 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. So, uh, Evans yeah. is the contrarian option of those two for sure. Yes, God, everyone's going to play Godwin. 100%. Especially how close the price is. Just 300 bucks difference mm-hmm. between the two. Um, something to watch. Uh, Debo Samuel, we, we got that report yesterday, could return to practice today. I don't know if that ever happened or not. Um, well, we'll, we'll San Francisco practices West Coast, so it'll be a late. We'll get the late report from San Fran about his practice. If Debo Samuel practices and then finds his way to being active, would you spend the 6K on Debo Samuel? Probably. It's really cheap. Obviously, you have to assume his rushing volume is not there. Just coming off because of, they don't need him to play this game, right? They don't. Well, they can't. Well, they can still lock up the one seed, depending on the Philly game. They get Philly wins, and they need Philly and Minnesota to lose out, and they need to win out, and they can be the one seed. I just don't think they need Dami- Debo to beat Las Vegas. No, I don't. No, they don't. So like, if I they mean, put Jared him out, Stidham. I don't like. I don't know why they would risk putting him out there unless he was ready to go. So something to watch there, but. Uh, six K is a super cheap price tag. Incredibly, incredibly cheap for, for Debo Samuel there. So uh, some mild interest in tournaments is like a, a one of twenty dart throw. Yep. Um, you know, if Christian Watson does find his way into the game here, maybe, but he has been practicing. Um, so tough to go ahead and, and trust that one there. Um, I think Hollywood Brown's back in play with Colt McCoy fifty five. Garrett Wilson with no with a uh, Mike Mike White. Oh, best friends. They're literally best right? friends. Really, really great. Uh, potential for him here in this spot uh, 26 27 14 fantasy points right with mike white so like yeah. the proof is in the pudding yep and he's uh and because he had to deal with that shitty zach wilson the last two weeks his price tag is now 5500 instead of the 6k that it was so you're getting yep. the cheapest price he's been in four weeks right now for yep. for garrett wilson uh alan lazard 11 targets last week uh five for 61 against miami again gets minnesota 
here this week. He's at $5,400. Again, some really good mid-tier wide receiver options. Uh, Certainly making it easier to spend up at quarterback if you want to go there. Maybe some redemption for Jacksonville wide receivers after the rain and win game in New York last week. Uh, Drake London is the only guy catching footballs right now from Desmond Ritter. Seven for 96 last week. Seven for 70 the week before. Um, I haven't played any Drake London all season long, but if Ritter's only throwing to him, I may, maybe there's some interest there. Yeah, I mean, look at the last three weeks. He's just, he's balling. But it's just, again, they just don't score. <laughs> Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta has 18 points or less in four straight games. It's just, we're not relying upon a touchdown here. I know he had four earlier in the year, but it it doesn't look like it's coming right now. The volume's great, though, so yep. no, nothing bad to say there. Uh, Brandon Cooks found the end zone last week, returned after missing four games, four catches, nine targets, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he's got Jacksonville uh, here. Again, just cheap price tag. He's a talented wide receiver, so yep. uh, some skill there. Uh, Romeo Dubs, as I said, I think he'll be chalk at 47. I think a lot of people will be plugging in Romeo Dubs here. Uh, played 61% of the offensive snaps last week. Christian Watson missed the entire second half. Uh, we know that uh, we've seen him and Rodgers connect a few times this season. So, yeah. um, big fan of dubs. And then we go to these Washington guys. We skipped over McLaurin, but kind of intentionally for me. Um, because with Carson Wentz, we saw both Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel have a lot of success earlier this season. Uh, and, then jo- and then we see uh, Carson Wentz in the second half take over last week. And Samuel finds the end zone and has five for yep. 52. So um, Curtis Samuel at 44, Jahan Dotson at 46, two more guys that I really like. Yeah, and you know what? If Gibson sits, Samuel could be heavily involved in the rushing attack, yeah, too. He could, be, he could be that third down pass back, sort of, mm-hmm. right? So, We've seen one, two. He's rushed the ball five times twice this year. Like, could we see a, a four times a whole bunch more? Like, yeah. um, I think Samuel is kind of an elite play at 44. Yeah. Love, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on Dotson too, but like almost just the fact that Samuel, if Gibson doesn't play, he will be used in the running game is, is very interesting. Samuel probably better for cash games. I mean, you got to love th- Dotson comes back in three straight touchdowns. <laughs> like the man has seven touchdowns on the year. And he's only played half the games. I mean, it's just 25 a, yard reception and yeah. three, all three of those he's games. Got a too. Nose, he's got a nose for the end zone. And again, he opened this hope in the year with four touchdowns in four weeks. Um, before getting hurt there. And, and Carson Wentz, as we know, was targeting him. So love Dotson in tournaments, love Samuel and Cash. Um, I'm not skipping over your Giants guys on purpose. Do you, do you like them against Indy, though? They're they're okay. I, I think there's a lot of really, really good plays um, in this tier. Like, I would play Isaiah Hodgins over all of them. I mean, Hodgins has three touchdowns in four games. Out of and all of the Giants? Giants pass. Okay. Out of Giants. Yeah, out of the Giants pass catchers, sorry. Uh, specifically like Slayton's 49 I know he has big playability but Hodgins is getting all the red zone looks and then Richie James drops so many passes um, I know he had eight for 12 or eight 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 receptions for 90 yards and it's cool and stuff but ugh, it's just a nightmare sometimes it is a nightmare I, I, I agree with you on that one um, DJ Chark really good spot for DJ Chark this week another he had 100 yards last week I mean um, just he's just on the field yeah he's just on the field field. doing things home you know last the two of the last home games for him five for 98 six for 94 and a score so um you know definitely uh definitely a fan of dj chark uh there some really just some really great values uh on this slate here this week makes it interesting i guess where the where the roster ship's gonna go 
um, when it comes to spending up and spending down. Any other value wide receivers for you that you're uh, maybe on your radar here? I'm just going through. I mean, you know, what do we do with Kendrick Bourne? Sure. Uh, Devontae Parker not available uh, at practice again on Wednesday. Not a good sign, especially, you know, he could obviously upgrade to limited on Thursday and that's do like progressing in concussion protocol, yeah. but um, no signs pointing to that yet. So Kendrick Bourne, six receptions, nine, nine targets, hundred yards and a score last week. And, and he had the 29 yard rush as well. So uh, Jameson Williams is obviously hasn't shown anything, but that one big touchdown, like, mm-hmm. but he was the first receiver off the board. Like we love Jared Goff in this spot. Those are probably the only two, like you're not going to, you're I, I'm not chasing the Greg Dortch game. I don't know about you. No, I'm not chasing Greg Dortch game. No, 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 no I'm definitely not doing that. Um, tight end here. Kelsey's your top guy. Uh, gets Denver. Good spot for him. Uh, even though he didn't come through really last game against Denver, four for 71. Last two weeks, though, six for 113, 10 for 105. Um, he's 8,100. Big price tag for uh for Big price tag. Here. But, like, you could do it if you're playing those running backs – I think there was a lot of value running backs. There's a lot of value receivers too. Yep. That we really I agree with you. Um, George Kittle, maybe in the best spot though, again, talking about tight ends against uh, bad teams, the Raiders really struggling against tight ends. We saw them give up the three touchdowns um, to, or not the Raiders. Uh, the, did the Raiders lose uh, the Rams last week? No, Denver. No, Denver, Denver. lost to the Rams. Uh, the Raiders, who did they, who did they just lose to? They lost to. They got torched. A tight end. A tight end did go. Did tear them apart. I felt like they lost to. uh, Oh, they lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay, with that last second touchdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Feynman had a good game, but regardless, Raiders have struggled against tight ends all season long. Kittle's got touchdowns and back to two touchdowns and back to back weeks. So um, if Debo Samuel remains out, uh, big targets here for Kittle for Brock Purdy. Uh, I really like that matchup for him there. Uh, Hawkinson's getting a lot of targets. I, I like that. Uh, Komet, $4,500. Maybe a little bit more expensive, but a good matchup for him against Detroit. Um, any other tight ends for you? I, there isn't a lot of value at the tight end position this week, really. I mean, obviously, Evan Ingram, uh, if Jacksonville's playing their starters at full capacity, I sure. think that's something to monitor. I know Doug Peterson came out and was like, oh, I'm not resting guys unless they're hurt. It's like, all right, dude, well, like, you, this game doesn't matter. Right. So if you do that and someone gets hurt, you're going to feel like an asshole. Um, so Evan Ingram, 44, if he's going to play full capacity. I don't really like anything else. Yeah, I, mean, like, I did I did think Noah Fant was interesting, but he was, he was also a non-participant at Wednesday's practice. So like with Will Disley on IR, I was ready to say Noah yep. Fant. Um, if Noah Fant finds his way on the field, I don't, I don't mind it at 34. Um, yep. Coop said he liked Trey McBride. Um, because McCoy had been targeting him, but it feels like a very low floor. Very, I mean, he has, even in the games that he has been targeted, because he has, I mean, 5.8 fantasy points and 9.5 in the two games. Yeah. That, so, uh, I don't know. Logan uh, Thomas Jordan. had six targets from Carson Wentz <laughs> in the second half of that game. He only had six for 35 on eight targets, but three thirty one hundred bucks for... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a big red zone guy. I mean, we saw the, the second half tight end one logan thomas from a couple years ago he scored a lot of touchdowns so um i like him honestly like i told you on monday night football i like jelani woods jelani woods Uh, dart throw on jelani woods i think it was clear cut that nick Foles 
practice with Jelani Woods a lot, right? The mm-hmm. first target of the game was a 20-yard reception to Jelani Woods. Yeah. Um, 15 yard almost or 14 yards of reception for Jelani Woods in that game. He's averaging uh 14 yards a catch or 13 and a half yards a catch. I he has two big games on his ledger. That would probably be the only punt for me if um unless Noah Fant. Where is Noah Fant price? 34? Yeah. It's not even a punt. So anything the only thing under 3K that I see is uh Jelani Woods. Okay. Um I, I don't disagree really with that with that assessment at all. Let's go to uh t- defense and finish this off. Um top price guys, obviously, I mean the Eagles are just all over teams yep. right now. Um yep. six, six, seven, six sacks the last four games here. Uh, now they go up against Andy Dalton and the Saints. Uh, not probably looking pretty good for, for that offense here on the road against Philly. Uh, your Giants have Nick Foles. Again, we just saw what Nick Foles looked like. Uh, not great, right? Not not great production no. uh, out of Nick no. Foles there. No. Uh, Giants are getting after the quarterback. They're not really turning the ball over. No interceptions no. in four games, but uh, the sacks, and, and we're not expecting many points scored here by Indy. So um, yep. any, other, any other defenses in the top tier for you? Top price tier, at least. Not necessarily top tier overall. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, is interesting. 3,600. Jacksonville has forced a lot of turnovers. Um, and four interceptions over the last three games. They've had four fumble recoveries over those last three games, too. Eight turnovers last three games. Um, they've scored double-digit fantasy points in those. And we know Houston is just abysmal offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably, I'd probably say just those um, teams interesting to see the Patriots um, priced where they are I guess that's probably factoring in Tua but yeah, like if bit. Bridgewater is at under center and New England gets their corners on the field New England 2600 dude they just have Patriots lead the league in defensive touchdowns at seven uh, they have 50 sacks. They're among the league leaders in sacks. They again, they uh, you know three straight games of defensive touchdowns. Um, they're a team that like will give up 20 points, but they again score. They, they score, score. touchdowns. Yeah, they score touchdowns. So I don't mind them. Also, I mean the 49ers are 2,900 bucks. I mean that's like wait what the. So here's the thing, right? On FanDuel, the 49ers are the most expensive defense. On DraftKings, they're twenty nine hundred dollars. It's but Derek Carr and Derek Carr was a starter prior to prior to all of this, right? Mm. So I don't know how the 49ers aren't a hundred percent rostered on DraftKings. Yeah, it's lock and load. Yeah, it's lock and load. Um, it just that's just too cheap, too cheap for what I mean. Again, they're already one of the best teams in football. Now, I, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me here. So yeah, that's a lock and load. Just let's build with the Niners. All right, so I got a lineup built already, James. Okay, let's uh, let's hear it. All right, Jared Goff. Uh, fifty six hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, we're going chalk, by the way. This is a yeah. I could. I, I will use. Already said the running back, so we're definitely going chalk. Yeah. yeah. Jared Goff, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Alan Lazard. Uh, I can be swayed a little bit, but I have Jahan Dotson as my wide receiver three. Okay. Uh, I did George Kittle at tight end, Brian Robinson at flex, and the 49ers defense is a hundred dollars left over. The only thing I'm like slightly wishy washy on is the Dotson Robinson Washington combo. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I do, I can be moved off of maybe either of them. I do like Robinson a lot, you know, Dotson and GBPs though, just, uh, you know, the touchdowns, they're just there for him. So. Yeah, it's definitely the touchdowns. What's the, uh, um, can you tell me the Dotson snap count for the last couple of weeks? Yes. See if his snap uh, share has been on, because he's playing like a hundred percent of the snaps earlier in the year. So uh, Jahan Dotson last week, 
um, played 86% of the snaps. It's the most he's played since the, returning from injury. Okay. Uh, he's played 79, 79, 86 the last three weeks. Okay. So he's on the field all the time. Nice. Um, I can also move off of Dotson and double stack uh, Lions wide receivers. I can go St. Brown and Chark uh, with Goff. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That's a little bit more sense probably. Yeah, yeah. Yep, agreed. Uh, I think it's going to be hard. I think if we were to pair a receiver with um, Brian Robinson, it'd probably be Samuel, just given the fact that he's – Gibson just officially not practicing again Thursday, John. Okay. Um, and Sam, I think Samuel just being more possession guy would still factor in, like if even in like a run-heavy mm-hmm. format, just like move the chains type of scenario. Um, so I agree with the chart moving to chart there. Okay. And that's our contra- and that's that's how we're gonna get contrarian. Right. Yeah, I agree with you because there's me playing those guys down there in that 4K range. So uh lineup that I got here, James. I got Jared Goff, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, Amon Ross St. Brown, Alan Lazard, DJ Chark doing the double up there for the Lions stack, George Kittle, Brian Robinson in the 49ers defense. Four hundred dollars left over to play with if everybody wants to go ahead and, and get a little different with the lineup here. Uh, anything for you, James, that you would maybe change? Any other stacks that you kind of like over what we got going on there? Um, nothing I would change. I think, as you mentioned, it's going to be a popular one, just given the the game environment in this one. Um, I, the more you were talking about the the Green Bay stack, I do like a Green Bay stack with Dalvin Cook coming back as like a or Justin Jefferson coming back. However, you want to approach that because Green Bay is not expensive. If you did like a Rodgers, Lazard, Romeo Dub mm-hmm. stack as long as Christian Watson's out. But, you know, I, I like the lineup we have as currently constructed. I'm just thinking outside the box. I do – the more and more you talked about Rodgers, this feels like the first time he's going to have a 300 yard team yeah. this year. Yeah, no, completely understand. So, uh, cool. Uh, that's our lineup here for Week 17. Again, we'll have the playbook out uh, on Saturday in the dartboard. I'm filling in for Howard Bender this week uh, on both of those. The watch list has been out uh, on uh, Sunday or Sunday morning. You find myself and Andrew Cooper uh, with the game day playbook a live stream from 9 to 11. Uh, and catch us there with all the updated news, breaking down everything, the matchups, and answering your start state questions. Week 17 for DFS. It's also championship week for fantasy football seasonal. So a big week there. If you have any questions, find us in the Discord there as well. But James and I will be back in a round. Catch you guys later.